morning as we turn to scripture, we turn to the gospel of Luke chapter 15. And we read two very familiar parables. The parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. We read them and we listen to them and hopefully we can situate ourselves somewhere in these passages because there are different places to be in each one of them. And hopefully by sharing in this time together, we experience God's love a little better, a little more, a little deeper for having returned to these passages that we, we probably could tell without even reading the scripture. But let's turn to scripture. Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling, grumbling, saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, rejoicing to them, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, Sweep the house, search carefully until she finds it. When she has found it, she calls together her friends and her neighbors and says, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I have lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I think about what I have prepared for the sermon, I think what I hope to do is to move the feelings of these passages from your head into your heart a little bit by telling you a couple of simple stories. Because hopefully by feeling something in your heart, maybe if I can get you there, we can, we can do more than just acknowledge, yes, yes, yes. Yes, we're the sheep that the Lord chases to find. Yes, 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 we're the coin that the Lord works to find when it gets lost. And so let me, let me ask you, did you ever get lost as a child? Did you ever get separated and, and unexpectedly away from maybe your parents in some place or some time and you weren't sure, like, what was going to happen? Can you feel that like pang in your stomach right now of having been lost? For me, it happened in the Marquette Mall. The Kmart store was the anchor to the mall. And I was with my mom and she was shopping in the fabric section near the entrance to the mall from the Kmart. 
And it just took a few seconds. She went one way and I went the other. And we were separated. We were, I was lost. I started looking for her in one place. She started looking in another. And, and within a minute or two, I was the four-year-old crying boy who had been separated from his mother and who was lost. I can remember that feeling still today. I can remember being found by a mall employee who I think might have even known my mom. It's a small town. Brought me down a hallway that I can still picture right where it is in that mall I haven't been in in 40 years. To an office with a fish tank that I can still picture today. Till they called my mom and she came and rescued me from the office down that hallway. It only happened once for me, but it was enough. I was lost. And I was found. And it was a relief. But the ache of uncertainty and fear that that separation caused can still be evoked today, can't it? I think that's what's important about these parables or or maybe an important way for us to frame these parables is is that that oh they're so familiar. Oh yeah, there was that time I got lost in the mall. Oh yeah, there was that time that sheep got lost and Jesus went and found it. Oh yeah, there was that time that that woman lost the coin and she swept until she could find it. Or if you just keep on going the rest of the chapter, oh yeah, there's that son who asked for his inheritance and he went and spent it all and then dad celebrated when he came back. They're so familiar that they're almost rote. But they're also real. When we wander off, Jesus does come to find us. When we get lost and stuck, Jesus does somehow sweep to find us. That's why they illustrate our faith so well and so importantly. That's why even though we don't think about them in feeling very often, they do become like shorthand for us, like the lost coin, like the, par- like the prodigal son. Like that lost sheep. We just say that and we know everything that we mean. But do we do we remember that we need to feel everything that we mean too? Because in in feeling that, then we open up space for God to work in us. But because we know these passages so well, it's tempting to just skate right across the top of them. But God hasn't just skated over top of us. Now, I'm going to be confessional today. I lost something recently. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was that woman who was sweeping the house. And I'm telling this story because I'm not the hero of it. And so hopefully God will work for you when you lose something, the way God did for me, I had purchased a bike rack right before we moved. I was convinced that this bike rack that was on sale was going to be the best bike rack for my car. And before I could even get it installed, as I was trying, I realized I wanted no part of this bike rack. 
But one little set of clips for the bike rack got left in the back of the car. It didn't get put back in the box originally. And then we moved. And I remember taking those clips and putting them in a box. And so when we were settling in, I started opening boxes so I could return the bike rack to the store where the bike rack needs to go. And I looked in every box in the shed, and it wasn't in the boxes in the shed. And I enlisted my family, and they looked in every box in the basement, and even set up the basement several weeks earlier than they had planned so that they could help me find the clips to the bike rack. They were not in the shed. They were not in the garage. They were not in the basement. The only place I was convinced that these clips were was online for $20. So I could buy them again and put them in the box and return the bike rack. And my wife said, did you check the box that the bike rack is in? And I celebrated. I found the clips. That box I imagined putting them in was the bike rack box, not the box of odds and ends. And they were found, and we all were relieved and celebrated. And that has happened to you too, hasn't it? Of course, it's always in the last place you look. But it's also that sense of relief and joy and satisfaction that like, okay, finally, here it is. And life is not so trite as a couple of clicks, clips for a bike rack. Life is not a silly story about losing little things. But those little things, those, those little feelings of celebration that we get, when we find those little things, are an idea of what the joy is when we find instances of God's love. Yes, it's true. It is, it is true without a doubt that there is celebration in heaven when we do find ourselves saved as sinners who were once lost, found by God when we were once wandering away. But I don't, I don't know about you, but I still need to find instances of God's love and God's strength and God's grace and God's forgiveness. And so, yes, even though hopefully they had a party for me some 30 years ago, hopefully even still today, when I get to share an instance of God's love with somebody and they see it, when someone shares an instance of God's love with me and I feel it, there's celebration in heaven as well. Because that work of salvation, that work of finding, that work of being found keeps going. And I hope we can feel that too, not just know it and not just acknowledge that as we walk, the Lord walks with us. The Lord walks with us, showing us the ways that we are found, showing us the ways that we gain back time, showing us the ways we recover some instances of joy and hope. Because once again, we were found by a shepherd. We were found by a woman who was determined. We're welcomed back by a father who sent us off to do what it is we wanted to do and welcomes us back after our 
even our mistakes. So we can be lost. We can be ones who find things. But there's a third part that each of these parables has that I think we do gloss over, maybe even more than the rest of the parts. And that's the celebrate part. You notice, he finds the sheep, the shepherd finds the sheep, and, and then he celebrates with all of his friends and neighbors. The woman finds the coin and presumably throws a party that's bigger than the coin ever was worth anyway. The father and the prodigal son, we didn't read that those 20 verses, but, but the father in the story, after liquidating what he had, giving half to his son, throws a party of celebration because of what is found. And sometimes, I'm not the one who's looking, I'm not the one who's finding, I'm the one who celebrates with you because you found. Sometimes I'm the one who grieves with you because you don't find. Sometimes I'm just the friend that walks alongside supporting you with God's love. And I couldn't help but think of, oh, just another thing from back in the 80s that was burned in my brain. The theme song to the television sitcom, The Golden Girls. You can't turn to it in your hymnal, but I bet we all could sing, Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, you would see the greatest gift would be from me, and the card attached would say, Thank you for being a friend. I think I got that all right. I did not search the internet for it. It's just right here. Sometimes we're not lost. Sometimes we're not found. Sometimes we're right where we are, and where we are is needing to be the friend, needing to celebrate with, needing to support someone else. Maybe sometimes the most important thing we can do is just be someone who loves someone else. Loves our neighbor. Loves our friends. Supports them without, without any tangible anything. Vivian Howard, who had that show on PBS called The Chef's Life, she runs the fancy restaurant down in Kinston, says sometimes when we don't know what to say here in the South, we say it with a casserole. But sometimes the fridge is full. You don't need another casserole. You just need a friend. And in each of these stories, there was reason to celebrate. And those who were around, the searchers and the the finders, the ones being found, they celebrated. The woman celebrated with her friends because she found a coin. The shepherd celebrated with his co-workers because he found his sheep. And if ever there's a thing for the church to do, it is to be ready to celebrate with one another. Because life's hard enough. Life can be lonely. We can at least celebrate. I conclude with one last story. A couple of Saturdays ago, we were working around the house. 
Finn, the almost four-year-old, is old enough now to kind of not have to be supervised every second of the day. And he's taken a liking to bungee cords. You know, the kinds that you have in the back of the truck or in the workshop. So a couple Saturdays ago, he had gotten every single bungee cord out that I could find. And he was playing with bungee cords by himself. And I was doing something in the shed. And I finished what I was doing. And he was still around the edge of the shed and connecting. He's going to save the world by connecting the shed door to the playset. He'll tell you all about it if you ask him. If you come over, there's a string of bungee cords across the driveway. But on this particular day, I moved on, went in the house, started working on something else. And it wasn't five minutes and I looked out and here is Finn standing, despondent, in the middle of the shed door, crying. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's hurt himself with the bungee cords. And so I run out and I I, I get him and I, I grab him and I squeeze him and I hold him. And he finally came to himself. And I said, you know, what happened? Did you hurt yourself? And he just says, I thought you were gone. You were in the shed playing. You were in the shed working. And I was playing. And, and I came to find you. And you were, you were gone. He didn't say it that clearly because he's three. But that's what he was saying. As soon as he saw me, he, he knew. He knew he had been found. He thought he was lost and he had been found. In that moment, that, that joy of, of being found, of, of finding something, of that relief was, was there. And, and I guess, as this, I tell that story because it's as close to imagining maybe what it's like when someone is found. When an instance of God's love is shared and heaven celebrates. When the joy of God's love is extended and there's something worth celebrating. I think we're made to feel these things. I think we're made by God to be found and to find, to be loved and to be supported and to be embraced. And we're made by God to celebrate when someone else finds something worth celebrating. And so today I tell you those stories along with this passage in the hope that in in some small way we move the knowledge that yes, God came to save us. To move from the the practical thoughts that yes, I am loved by God. to, To remember how it feels to be found, to find, or to be next to someone who feels found. And I hope that by maybe feeling that in our hearts a little bit, by, by feeling that and moving it out of our heads, we'll be reminded that God loves us. God looks for us. God finds us. And God created us to celebrate with one another through all the things and through all those reasons. And today, I pray that these stories and experience, experiences remind us that, that they're not just my stories, but they are stories of mine that evoke your own stories so that you can remember what it's like to celebrate because God made us to celebrate with one another. And if there's anything we need, we need to do that. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we come to you this morning thankful that we have been found. 
reminded that we're not always found, that we do find ourselves lost again and again and again. But relieved that you do find us. And so, Lord, help us to have the faith that you will find us. Lord, help us to have the faith and perseverance that we can find that which needs to be found. And finally, Lord, give us wisdom and insight and a heart to know and and a soul to see when it's time to celebrate with one another because of what is found through the instances of sharing, of expressing and exploring your love with each other. Lord, these are some of my prayers. There are many prayers that we share from our hearts today, and, and I trust that you hear them. I trust that you will answer them as we discern the way you will lead us in the moments to come. But thank you, Lord, for coming to us, for finding us, for reaching us, for celebrating over us. Show us how we can do the same today and in each day that lies ahead. It's in your name that we pray these things. Amen.